for another edition of Inside the 90041 Division, starring Aaron, Matt, and Mike. We are back. Hello, everybody. We are back for week two of Inside the 90041 Division podcast. I said it right that time. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is Matt, Aaron, Mike here. We have a huge episode today, guys. Uh, I have been waiting all week for this one, as I know you have. It's hard to believe we only started this one week ago. Uh, the reception that we've gotten from our league mates uh, and from listeners all over the world has just been very humbling. But uh, but nothing can top the feeling that you get when you finalize a deal with your very first sponsor, the the highly acclaimed Meatball Mortgage. Aaron, this this was a huge get for us. What else can you say? Thank you, Man, I, I had dreams and aspirations. We've all talked about leaving our jobs for this. And I think this is the step in, the, in that direction. So very, Absolutely. very excited. I Absolutely. personally will be, I'm cheersing this whole entire podcast. And so let's crack this bad boy open. Let's cheers. all cheers. Here's beer one. To Meatball Mortgage as well. Absolutely. Mm. Cheers to Meatball Mortgage. And to all of you out there listening. All 12 of you. <laughs> I mean, I do have to be honest, fellas. I I have not slept a single hour since our last show. The rest of my life is falling apart horribly. <laughs> but it's also knowing that there are eleven other people enjoying this podcast. Shout out to Corey, who might make this week twelve listeners. So nice. very very excited. Wow. It's good to be back with both of you, gentlemen. I think we should jump into our first segment here. Let's move right into it. We will get back to our sponsor, Meatball Mortgage. We want to tell you all about this, uh, this fantastic company, and we will get to that. But let's jump right into uh, the meat and potatoes here. Uh, potatoes, I will emphasize because of my Irish heritage. So let's just <laughs> jump right into this. I cannot wait to relive my horrible week one loss. Here we go. Uh, the first, the first matchup we're going to go over: Harvey Pared Bangers versus Truffle Shuffle. This was uh, very, very exciting. Um, Joe, unlike Russell Wilson, he was cooking this week. I mean, I haven't seen someone bring this much heat since Edward Scissorhands roasted up kebabs to the barbecue. <laughs> Mahomes, he is quieting all of those doubters with the 45 points that he has scored. He's partnered with strong performances by Diggs, Fournette, CEH. Oh, it's easy to see why he was the top scorer of the week. Well done. Congrats, Joe. Great job, Joe. Great job. You you are trimming this team into a beautiful bush, Edward. Well done. <laughs> Paredes' team. I got. I gotta say, you know, they're that stale dish at the barbecue. They're like the potato salad that was left out in the sun just a little too long. So the green bean uh, casserole. You know. The green <laughs> yeah. bean casserole. That's right. Actually, green bean casserole. That sums up his quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers, pretty well. You know, four fantasy points. Mm. Got to spend less time with Rogan and McAfee and more with your teammates, my friend. So. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll tee it up to you guys. Obviously you could tell by now that Joe took this one 137 points to one Oh three. What are your guys' quick takeaways from this matchup? 
Um, I'll well, take it from there. Go ahead. Mike. Oh no, go ahead. Okay, I'll take it from there. So th- this matchup, like you said, Aaron, was decided at the quarterback position, and I, I feel like we give Joe and Gramps a lot of shit for their obsession with Patty McDaddy. But I'll tell you what, I feel like we're a lot like Jackson Mahomes. Maybe we're the assholes making the TikToks while we watch our more handsome, more talented family member crush it every single week. I'm done making fun of these guys. Pat Mahomes ends the first week on top on top of all fantasy competitors, and so do Joe and Gramps. No more making fun of them. Yeah, look, all I have to say about this is, you know, we sat here one week ago, seven days ago, doing our very first podcast laying in bed together, huddled up close, sharing one microphone. Uh, similar to how we are right now, actually. Mike, I think your cell phone is actually jabbing me in the back. If you don't, That's not my cell phone. Uh, oh, sure. Well, anyway, at that time, they didn't have a lineup set. Uh, lo and behold, our podcast drops, shoots up the charts. We make some, some you know, wisecracks about Edward Scissorhands and Joe. Next thing you know, they have a lineup set. They get the high score. Now, they drafted the team. They set the lineup. They deserve most of the credit. And even if they had offered, I would have said no. But it would have been nice to just get like a little offer of a little kickback. Like, hey, guys, thanks. Thanks for the kick in the butt kind of thing. Again, I would have said no, but just the offer would have been nice. But anyway, congrats to them. They had a great week. I think we're all in agreement there. Let's jump into our next matchup. This was the Goff father versus Eddie Royale with cheese. The Ambroses just going toe-to-toe to keep this in the Italian uh, vein here. Th- you know, this one really reminded me of that scene in Rocky Four, where Ivan Drago is just beating Apollo Creed to death. That's basically where I'm at here. I mean, halfway through Sunday, I was watching Danny take a beating, and I just started screaming, Matt can contest this. I started screaming at the television, Throw the damn towel! <laughs> oh <my God>. Poor <laughs> Danny. Just like Apollo is on the ropes, so are Zeke, Dak, Thielen. Oy, oy, oy. Danny, Tony takes this one. 134 to 74. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> yeah, this oh, one man. this one hurt me as a Cowboys fan, obviously, because, uh, you know, he lost Dak. But... Um, you know, he lost by about 160 points. So even if even if Dak finished the game, I don't you know, he wasn't gonna make up enough points for that one. So, you know, uh great win for Tony. And um yeah, you know, Danny will will get to his you know, his waiver moves later. But I don't you know, don't 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 start burying him quite yet. I think he's uh I think he's still got some uh little bit of life left in him. Get off that mat, Danny. You could do this. And, and he can't. He can do it. I just feel bad because we made all those calls in a make-a-wish, and and it fell in deaf ears apparently. But uh, they're still look, considering it, the application. Actually, it's, it okay, isn't a done deal it's, yet. It's pending. That's the problem. Yeah. So I, in, in this one, I, I just think older brother showed little brother who's got the biggest meatballs. Um, but <laughs> it, it, with all that being said, uh, unfortunately for Tony, Danny is by far still the favorite brother, regardless of how big his meatballs are. So. That's something that that's something to throw Danny uh, Danny's way. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we we can't throw anything else Danny's way. So well, let's move on to the next one here. We have multiple scoregasms versus Pitts Creek. This this one's easy. I mean, we kind of uh, we kind of all saw this one coming. Matt walked into this matchup with a huge advantage. Once Johnny kept Kittle on his lineup, you know, 
It was basically like that dumbass architect of the Death Star who left an opening in the thermal exa- <laughs> exhaust port. I mean, who, who does that, right? And you know what? Good old Matt Skywalker over here, he just came in and he blew that shit up. So, I mean, it was very, very impressive. Um, Matt was, you know, led by DeAndre Swift and Jamar Chase. I still can't believe uh, that draft selection. It's got to go down in our league's history books is one of the best keepers uh, of all time. Basically, uh, you know, multiple scorgasms. The only thing coming here was a big L for Johnny. So uh, Matt takes this one, 112 to 75. What do you Ouch. guys? Uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts on this one, Matt? I mean, I, you, I'm sure you have some thoughts here. Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm sorry that Johnny is so busy protecting and serving the streets <laughs> of wherever he works. I'm not even sure where he works, but all the these streets all over California that he didn't set his fantasy football lineup. Wow, what a what a terrible guy. I I for one applaud him for uh, working so hard at his day to day job. You know, protecting all the citizens all over. San Gabriel County or, you know, wherever he works that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't possibly browbeat him for this. Um, you know, kudos to him. And, and the, the fact is George Kittle probably wasn't going to have a 33 point game or whatever he would have needed. So, uh, had a great matchup, Johnny look forward to uh, doing it again. Uh, <laughs> and don't, don't, don't listen to all the haters out there. <laughs> Nobody's hating. Listen, nobody's hating, but this one uh, with Jamar Chase and DeAndre Swift alone almost outscoring Johnny's QB, top two receivers, and top two running backs combined. This game was over quicker than, well, quicker than me. And if you have any questions, just ask, just ask Zane's mom. Hey. Hey, yo. Oh, my gosh. No comment on that one. Oof. Oh, yo, yo. Anyways, uh, I was just joking about the whole Johnny thing, but man, you really do make me feel bad about that one, Matt. Johnny, thank you for your service, my friends. Uh, <laughs> I take it back. You're smarter than the dumbass architect of the Death Star. So <laughs> moving on to the next one, we have Patriot Games versus Kelsey Handler. Oh, this is so exciting. Zane's first matchup in the 90041 division. Um, I gotta be honest, guys, this was kind of like a battle between two different school groups. You know, they're all working on the same class project. Each group has a couple nerds who do the bulk of the work. You know, we had Herbert and Kelsey for Zane, Burrow, Jefferson, Judy for Ike. The rest of their uh, respective groups were too busy getting high behind the bungalow. <laughs> Matt, Matt knows what's up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's been a long time. Years and years and years. Years and years. Oh, I make myself laugh. So the, really, it came down to the, the one extra nerd in this equation that Ike had won him a, a passing grade in week one while Zane's group just flunked out. Mm. Ike mm. takes this one 114 to 105. Gentlemen. Yeah, great, great win for uh, you know, great win for Ike, and I think the difference, obviously, Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, yeah. I think for my money, you know, in a redraft league, I would have, I would have taken him probably in the top three or four. I just think he's just on a different level, um, and yeah, he he, you know, he kind of won the day for Ike there. Yeah, I I, I have the same uh, the same thoughts, um, and we kind of talked about the fact that. Mr. Auto Draft over here kind of squeaked this one out due to the performances of Jay Jetta and Jerry Judy. So just a little bit about Zane's team. You know, that fourth round pick in Damian Pierce 
I feel like that was quite the reach around that didn't work out well. <laughs> Speaking of reach arounds, you know who else reach know. around does work out pretty well? Zane's mom. Oh, doubling down there. Uh, we are going to hear about this from all 12 people listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next, we have Socratic. I definitely butchered that word. We have Aussie's team versus Ram at home. <laughs> I could say that one. All right. And, uh, well, fellas, I just purchased a wheelbarrow. Why, you might ask? It's for compost, so he can wheel around those giant nuts of his. This dude started the corpse <laughs> of Sammy Watkins in week one, and he still won. If you don't believe in miracles, miracles before that victory, then there's no hope for you. <laughs> Un- <laughs> unlike Compos's Gigante Jajones, these two scores were smaller than ever, and I think Compos would even say he was lucky to e- eke out a victory here. Compos takes this one, 108-101. Thoughts, fellas? Yeah, you know, I kept watching the um, the uh, score projections on this one uh, while we were sitting watching the game Sunday, and Ozzy's projection was like so much higher all day. He was actually like in the high score running projection wise for quite a while there. I don't know what happened, but it just tailed off at, at some point. And uh, I mean, like you said, uh, I think we've all seen him. You know, we, if we haven't seen him, we've heard stories. But you know, obviously, Campos's nuts are just gigantic so massive um, just massive. you know yeah great great start to the season for him and he definitely rammed it home as they say <laughs> uh th- this was another i think this was one of the closest matchups we had all week um and just looking at the teams and, and to speak to what you said matt i think of the reason for why the projections continue to seem so high but never really got there was derrick henry right he came in with uh, 8.2 points, and I think Yahoo has a system where they just assume the guy is not going to end the day with less than double-digit points. Um, but yeah, with 10.2 points uh, from Derrick Henry, Mike Williams, and Cole Komet combined, it, it was a tough, a tough, a tough hill that Ozzy had to climb, and, and obviously he wasn't able to get there. But I, I still think overall Ozzy should be super hopeful about his team. Uh, he's never reactive; he's always proactive. I can't be the only one in this league that he's trying to make moves with. The guy's going to come back and come back with a vengeance. What do you say he's making moves with you? Do you mean like trades or are you talking oh, about? Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't actually, I, I wasn't even talking about fantasy football. He's actually okay, making sexual passes at me and I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you, my friend. Uh, let's, let's talk about the last matchup here. The one we've all been waiting for. Ugh, let's get this one over with Jean-Claude Van Ram. Best team name out there, in my opinion, still. Versus Noah's Daddy. Real original, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. I got two words for you, gentlemen. Vegas Buffet. All right, that's what my team is. It's a delicious Russell Wilson, a tantalizing Cooper Cup, a tasty little T. Higgins, mouth-watering CMC, scrumptious A.J. Dillon. A filling Mark Andrews, and hey, you know what? We'll throw in a frosty Cam Akers. And you know what? That buffet gave me a case of the shits, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I should have been partying the night away, but instead I spent the night on the porcelain throne getting hemorrhoids from the massive Cam Akers and T. Higgins turds. Anyways, Mike, great job this week. I, uh, I couldn't overcome your Lamar, Pittman, Barkley combo. 
I fell 111 to 121. Guys, tell me your thoughts while I go and pop some antacids. <laughs> I feel You're the lucky big winner, to Mike. Even Take be, it away. I listen. I, I just feel lucky to even be in the conversation, and I and I truly mean that. And I want to talk shit. Uh, but I just can't. I, I do feel like you have this superior. You know what? Screw that. I smashed you. And, yes. and that's all there is yes. to it, man. With my shitty looking team <laughs> without multiple picks in the first five rounds. Saquon Barkley just shoved it where the sun don't shine. And I'm okay with it. And I'm loving it. And it's great. That's all I got to say about that. That's what I was waiting for, Mike. Enough with the uh, niceties. Let's get into some trash talk here. It was a great... It's a great matchup. I had a front row seat to watch Aaron uh, sweating it out profusely on Sunday, uh, watching the football games, and you know he was he was yelling, throwing the towel, staring at one TV and the other TV. He was he was you know wrapping the towel around his neck. It was just it was just it was just a crazy scene, crazy situation, but uh, great matchup. And I know deep down, uh, you know when the dust settles, there's a lot of mutual respect. And a lot of great sportsmanship there between you guys. So, so great, great week one matchup. Well, I don't know about the mutual respect, but anyways, moving on to the next <laughs> one. Uh, we are going to debut a new segment here. This is very exciting. I actually wanted to be the one to tell you all about it. This goes all the way back to season one of the nine zero zero for one division where I used to craft a weekly newsletter and the bottom right, there was a small little box that said the rotting carcass of the week. Why? It sounds, that sounds like a very weird segment. Uh, I don't, I don't understand. You could call it a few different other things. The reason I call it that was because the first draft that we had was on the deck in my parents' backyard and the draft had started out great, but as it got hotter and hotter, we quickly realized there literally was a rotting carcass underneath the deck. And the rest of that draft, us idiots, instead of moving, we just just dealt with it. And so it smelled horrible the whole entire draft. So I, I don't want to forget about that. And I think we could tie in uh, calling out some players that really – we're rotting carcasses. So uh, let me just go first. We'll all name one here. I touched on him a little bit. It's Cam Akers. I was hoping he would be something special this year. I th- still think he could, um, but it's more of a wait-and-see situation at this point. I'm a Rams fan, so I was very, very excited. I, was, I, I could not tell you how much I was looking forward to this game. And, um, well, in case you were wondering, it's true. Both Cam Akers and the Queen had zero yards on Thursday. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> that, dude, that dude stunk more than Queen Elizabeth, who is currently eight feet underground. I apologize to no one for that statement, by the way. It's called comedy, okay? We can joke a little bit here. Though it's I been am, a week. It's I know. Week. It's been a week. I will say I am Irish, and you know we all hold grudges. So anyways, what about you two? What are your rotting carcasses of the week? <laughs> I Go can't. Ahead, Mike. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm supposed to follow that. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, Queen Elizabeth. 
Anyways, who cares? I think it's time um, for me to get another beer, gentlemen. <laughs> I think so, man. Shit, I need. I need. I just had my daughter grab me another one because I didn't want to leave the podcast. Uh, rotting carcass of the week. Mike Williams is the guy I'm going to choose for that. Um, listen, if I told you Keenan Allen went out in the second quarter and Austin Eckler really didn't do much, he scored less than nine points. Um, and Justin Herbert still had three touchdowns and 279 yards. I think most of us would think that means a big Mike Williams game. Nope. That's two receptions, four targets, 10 yards, combining for two points. And this was Ozzy's opportunity. I mean, it's not Ozzy's fault. It's Mike Williams' fault. Um, I'm slightly concerned that with all the absences from Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, um, that there wasn't a massive amount of production of Mike Williams. It's, it's not a good sign. Uh, and he was drafted fairly high. So good call, good call. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Zane's team, Kelsey Handler, and I. I uh, I'm going with this guy partially because he definitely bit me in a couple of other leagues. Uh, Damian Pierce. He was, you know, obviously Zane. We we uh, we talked about this at the draft, but uh, he took him in the fourth round, I believe, and and there was definitely a, a kind of a hot topic of discussion. Uh, four point four fantasy points, and Rex Burkhead just oh, yeah, oh, yeah. disgusting in every way. Uh, just absolutely vile. Really seemed to be kind of the leader of the backfield there. We, you know, Lovey Smith is talking about getting them more involved, this and that, but just, just not what you want to see from the guy who you think is going to be the lead running back there in Houston. So, so uh, the the. The carcass is just absolutely rotting there in Houston. Um, he's he's my pick this week for sure. Um, boys, we got to jump into – it's going to be a new weekly segment. We're doing it now for the first time. And boy, oh boy, what a week to start it. I'm going to have to crack one open for this. League news. Right NFL. You, Let's go, is. baby. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wowie wow, Mike, you son today, of a gun. Today is a good day, boys. <laughs> today is a very good day. So we're going to do each week, you know, obviously we'll touch on 90041 division trades, if there are any <laughs> this week. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> waivers, pickups, drops, signings, any big news kind of happening there. And then obviously NFL league news and how that affects the league. But Jim and Christmas, a couple hours before we... We, uh, you know, jump into our pre-production meeting. Uh, Mike drops a bomb <laughs> on us on the whole league. And if you're if you're sitting in your car, sitting at home, listening to this on Thursday morning, and you haven't checked the league page yet, there's a blockbuster, folks. There's an absolute blockbuster between Mike and Ike. Patriot Games, Noah's daddy. Uh, the actual trade, as it was reported to the league offices, Noah's daddy sends. Uh, uh, Najee, Najee Harris, Harris the Dontrell Hilliard, and an eighth round pick to Patriot Games for Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and what, what? a second round pick. What did that so happen? So that happened a couple <laughs> hours ago, or Shit. if you're hearing this Thursday, that that happened yesterday. Um, let's let's kick it. So what I want me and Aaron to do is just kind of a Evaluate the trade, pick a winner and a loser. But you're the one who pulled the trigger on it, Mike. Uh, talk about this trade and uh, how did it how did it come to be? What what strings did you pull to 
pull this trade off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I can you can put your put your shirt on, man. Put your shirt on. Um, anyways, so <laughs> listen. Um, I don't know what strings I pulled. I just feel like it was a very uh, beneficial trade to both sides. Um, no, it, it. I don't know, man. Look, Ike is a live it in the moment right now guy. He wants to win right now, and uh, he likes Najee Harris, and he's not worried about the uh, the Liz Frank injury. Um, and he doesn't like Brees Hall and Michael Carter very much, apparently. Nor does he like a second-round pick. Look, I'm not going to make fun of the guy, but I think I won this trade. But I've been wrong before. Tyler Algier, anybody remember that? Um, <laughs> All 12 people out there remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy scratch. Um, and, yeah, look, I, I feel I feel pretty good about it. And, and honestly, in all honesty, I hope that this is a mutually beneficial trade. Um, but I do feel like I set myself up for next season with a second round pick. And I don't feel like I lose a whole lot uh, giving up Najee for the entire New York Jets backfield. So I feel good about it. Um, well, I just I, I won't do a long winded response here. I'm going to keep it short. First of all. Congratulations, Ike, on the birth of your son, Jackson Paul Heckman. Very, very stoked for Beautiful. you and your family. He <laughs> is gorgeous. Yes. And I just apologize that this guy over here took advantage of you in mm. your sleep-deprived state by stealing your second-round pick uh, next year. Now, I mean, he, he, he touches on the fact that, yes, it is a Najee versus Brees thing. I mean – I kind of look at those guys as a wash, to be honest. And if the draft picks were a little bit closer, that this might make a little bit more sense. But uh, that's all I got to say here. Ike, I love you. And I've doubted you before. So you're probably right here. And I'm just going to go shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I So I, I don't hate this for Ike quite as much. Um, I would never have... I would never have done the trade, but I don't hate it quite as much. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's like I was kind of putting my thoughts together on this earlier. I'm almost never on board with trading a second round pick. I would only consider it if it's like the end of the season trade deadline and it's a move that I feel like puts me as a clear championship favorite really and even then there's only a few select players i consider so just based off of that alone like i, I don't want to ever trade a second round pick i i don't like it for ike there so i give mike the win but you know look in our league Najee harris was the rb4 last year so he put up huge stats he's the bell cow running back it was jonathan taylor it was austin eckler it was joe mixon it was Najee harris um i don't want to be a prisoner of week one and obviously the steelers Offense didn't look great. He got hurt. He didn't get as much work as he was getting last year. But I think from Mike's perspective, you know, because of what you said, Aaron, he didn't get to pick his team. He wasn't at the draft. Um, he didn't have what I would say is a clear-cut RB1. Um, he has one now. Um, and I I don't see them – I don't see him and Brees Hall quite as equals yet just because no. Michael Carter is still in that situation. And they seem to – you know – you're a Jets fan, Mike, obviously. They seem to like him a lot, and unless he gets hurt, it's it's a split backfield. The key part to me, though, is to keep Brees Hall. He's got to be a franchise keeper. That's the part that I think kind of stings a little bit because you really Definitely. are only getting him for this year unless you pick him over Saquon Barkley, which you certainly could depending on what happens. So, you know, it's like I, I, 
I give you the edge because you got a second round pick, but he got a guy that depending on health, you know, um, he's the RB one there clearly and could potentially, I don't, I don't see him as top four this year, but top six, seven, eight running back. I mean, if, if he plays the full season and gets close to last year's workload, I don't see why that's out of the realm of possibility. So 100%. I see why he did it. I see why he did it. I wouldn't have done it, but I see why he did it. I love those uh, running backs that get under three yards per carry. So good, good <laughs> luck with that. All right. On to the next trade. We did have one other this week, which actually was a very intriguing trade at the time. It looks like we had Devonte Parker and a ninth round pick that was traded to Aussie for Calvin Ridley and a fifth 15th round pick. So, I mean, I don't think we have to go too much into depth on this one. I, I think getting the higher round pick next year is definitely something. However, I don't fault Danny over here because if Calvin Ridley comes back, he could be a substantial steal in the following years as the long-term keepers. So, I it, I remember looking at this trade when it went down and there was a little bit more sticker shock after seeing the absolute steal that Mike got with Ike. Uh, this 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 calms down a little bit here. But and you guys have anything else you want to touch on with with this trade here? I I love it for Ozzy. Uh, I think you know I. When he picked Calvin Ridley at the draft, it, it sent shockwaves through the draft. Everybody was just absolutely <laughs> stunned by the pick, and it was a smart pick. Uh, getting to keep him in the 15th round or 14th, whatever it is, would be huge. But, you know, he's indefinitely suspended. No guarantee he plays next year, although we think he will. But when you keep him in the 15th or 14th, that's great. But then you got to give up a ninth round pick to get him. Now, to me, it's starting to be like, all right, well, this guy hasn't played in a year and a half. Will he be on the same team? They have no quarterback anyway. I just, I don't know. I don't like that situation. It's still, you know, I still like it, but I don't love it anymore. So um, for Ozzy to give up somebody who may not play next year and get a ninth round pick out of it, I think is a win for him. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, I tend to agree with you outside of the fact that you mentioned that uh, they don't have a quarterback. If you don't, if you remember um, last week, we talked about Mar- Marcus Mariota being a Pro Bowl quarterback. But, anyways, um, look, there's a lot of uncertainty <laughs> around Calvin Ridley. I don't love this trade for Danny. Uh, but after thinking about it, I, I started to dislike it less and less. My only thing is, I, look, I went back and looked at who went in the ninth round this year. Uh, and there were people like Michael Carter, Daryl Henderson, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk. I'm not saying all those guys I would take over the risky um, Calvin Ridley, but I think there's still enough value in the ninth round that it's worth not taking the risk, and that's kind of where I'm hmm. at with it. Love it. Nice, Love it. Nice. That makes sense. I, I do have to touch on you, – you mentioned the line of – disliking it less and less. And that's actually how I describe myself to people. It's like, Hey, you know, (laughs) I may come off a little rough and, but I guarantee you're going to dislike me less and less as we continue on this relationship. But, but there will be no confusion. You are sneakily strong. 
Snickly, <laughs> snickly strong, and he leaves no meat on the bone. I can. Definitely <laughs> um, let's let's take a quick uh, let's take a quick stroll through all the waiver moves that happened. We had obviously two huge mm. trades, or one blockbuster, and then one big trade, but had some had some waiver action too. Uh, and you know, looking at some of the moves, some of the fab expenditures. There were some big names on the waiver wire this week, Jeff Wilson, Jalen Warren, guys like that. But, you know, when I think about giving up my fab dollars, I think of Noah Brown. I think of Gerald Everett. Um, <laughs> so just, you know, two, two guys that really we are laughing. <laughs> did, did, so we're talking about uh, Truffle Shuffle. Uh, picked up Gerald Everett for $35, Noah Brown for 20 Zach Moss for $10. Aaron... Did you change it to a thousand dollar budget or is it still a hundred? Listen, I'm not saying anything because we clowned on Joe last week and You're he right. went out and put 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 forth a victory. So You're right. yeah. the the inventor and Edward know something that we do not, and uh, hats off to them here. They really went for it. I was scared to throw more than three dollars down on a defense. But these guys, uh, they might have to borrow Compos's wheelbarrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, you know what's really funny about that? I was talking to Ozzy about this exact thing. And Ozzy legitimately told me uh, he was looking at his other leagues and taking a look at Noah Brown. Like, what do I not know about this guy, Noah Brown? Who the <laughs> fuck is this guy? Um, <laughs> I thought that was really, really funny. As a Cowboys fan, I can tell you there's not much you're missing there. But but you're right. <laughs> yeah. But, well. you're, but, but you're right though. Don't don't even doubt them at this point. Um, but but speaking of other people who who opened up the wallet and you know whipped it out and slapped it down on the table, Big Mike over here, thirty seven dollars for Jeff Wilson Jr. He was look. He was the hot name. He was the hot name this week on the waiver wire. Everybody was talking about him. Um, that's when you know it's a slow waiver wire. That's, that's when you know it's a slow Good waiver old wire. Jeff Wilson. My name I, is Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, a few things in life scare me more than the San Francisco backfield with Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> I just, I just, I just don't want anything to do with it. But, but, uh, but I see that you were plotting in your head for a trade that was going to happen later in the day, perhaps. So anyway, Mike, tell us about the move. Take us, take us into behind the scenes front office discussion there. Yeah, look, I, I can't, I can't say, God, I feel like shit about this $37 now. Um, it's a I lot of money. Say, Mike. It's a lot of money. Well, it's, it is, it is, and it, it is, but it isn't. And I'm not going to try to justify it, but I'm totally going to try to justify it right now. So check it out. At the time, I was not as forward thinking as you may have thought. Um, that, that Najee Harris trade happened completely separate from this. This is what I was thinking. Uh, I don't know if we see eye to eye on. Hold up, hold the, up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, let's hear it. What, let's hear it. it yeah, let's it see. happened completely separate. What time did this trade happen? Was this like middle of the night? You knew Ike was awake. Just completely no, no, no. like trying to take care of his the plot thickens. Oh my gosh, Mike! I I can't I can't take this. Right. I'm gonna go take some more antacids. You tell me more about this. You're sick, Jeff sick Wilson man. Of yours. All right, I overpaid for Jeff Wilson. Get over <laughs> it, guys. Uh, when I was looking at fab budgets, a, I heard a couple podcasts. I read a couple articles. I was like, yeah, 35, 40 percent of your budget. So I was like. Hmm, somebody in my league probably listens to the same podcast, so they're going to bet 35. <laughs> I'm going to do 37. And I had Calvin Ridley sitting next to me like, I'm going to bet 85. And I was like, shut up, Calvin Ridley. Anyways, I overpaid. 
The next closest bidder was Aaron at 16. But with the lack of depth on my team, I'm happy to take a chance. Maybe this is the next Cordell Patterson of 2022. Who knows? Probably not. But I mean, I feel this, it could be the next Eli Mitchell. Eli Mitchell was this last year, and that kind of who, he was, who, yeah. who knows? This this could be a great uh, pickup. We're just giving you a little bit of uh, flack here. Oh no, uh, I I, I, I just you be be warned, Mike. They did pick up Marlon Mack. And I'm you never so know. not scared of Marlon Mack. What tricky Kyle Shanahan over tricky there Kyle. is going to be doing. So, yeah. best of luck. Well, uh, goodbye, yeah. thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> never uh, to be seen see. again. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys? Were there any other waiver wire moves that caught there your was, eye? There was one big waiver wire move. The best waiver wire. Okay, so this isn't not exactly the waiver wire that we typically talk about. But the number one steal waiver pickup happened at 10 a.m. prior, well, actually 9.56 a.m. prior to Sunday games. And it was Matt picking up James Robinson and dropping Tyler Algier. Apparently, the, Matt doesn't give a shit about what I say in regards to how good Tyler Algier is going to be because he <laughs> dropped him like a bad habit when he goes a healthy scratch and picked up James Robinson for free. That was incredible, Matt. Uh, and now you have a starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations. Yeah, as soon as as soon as you started talking up Tyler Algieri, I was like, all right, well, I, I got to cut bait because this ain't gonna happen. And and then they said he's inactive, and I was just like, all right, it's it's not happening. Uh, no, I you know James Robinson was really just like, let's pick him up this week and see what happens. Uh, and it you know, ended up working out. I don't know how long he'll last, but uh, but yeah, thank you, thank thank you for acknowledging that. Uh, I really appreciate it. Nothing. Nothing else stood out to me too much on the waivers. I liked Eddie or <laughs> Eddie Royale, Danny uh, picking up uh, Carson Wentz. You know, losing yeah. Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz had a huge week last week. Um, you know, four touchdown passes. I don't know if he can do that again. I don't know if he can throw four more for the rest of the season. But um, he did it last week, and uh, that was a huge pickup. Um, anything stood out to you, Aaron? We obviously, you know, we have a couple injuries. We mentioned Dak. Mentioned Eli Mitchell. Um, I know you obviously were were bit by the injury bug a little bit with uh, T Higgins. Um, did that did that factor into any of your waiver decisions? How are you kind of approaching that this week? No, not too much. I mean, my thought process early on in the season is I don't want to panic too much. I don't want to make any rash decisions and regret it. I mean, Cam Akers completely, you know, took a Took a doo doo on the bed. He definitely pulled an Amber Heard over there, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to. I just, I don't want to drop him. I don't want to uh, panic and pivot in a direction that isn't wise. So I, I pretty much just stayed pat with my team. I picked up a defense that I think is going to be pretty solid for the next week. Uh, again, I, I am a Vegas buffet over here. And nine times out of 10, that buffet comes through. So love it. Love it. Uh, well, before we get into our week two preview, this is the, uh, this is the time of the show that we are contractually paid to present to you. Uh, this is what, but we're, we're happy to, uh, you know, we're happy to do it. Obviously. Finally, we get to introduce our very first sponsor of the inside the nine zero zero four one podcast, the prestigious Meatball Mortgage, and uh, the owner of Meatball Mortgage, Anthony, has a couple words he'd like to share with all of our league mates and all of our listeners out there. So uh, without further ado, let's kick it over to Meatball Mortgage. 
Howdy, you sorry sons of bitches. This is Tony with Mortgage Meatballs, the official sponsor of this damn here podcast. I don't even know what it's called, but we are the official sponsor. Now, remember, folks, when you think of sleazy, cheesy, and greasy, think of Meatballs Mortgage, where every new customer gets a complimentary meatball with every house they buy. And this just isn't any old meatball. This is Marmy's authentic meatball recipe. Now I want to talk to you snowflakes about some mortgage rates. Look, everyone knows what's going on in the world today. I'm going to shoot you straight. That's what Meatballs Mortgage is all about, shooting people straight. But hey, you don't have to be straight to get a mortgage. In fact, here at Meatballs Mortgage, we don't care if you are gay or straight or whatever you might be. That's what we're all about here at Meatballs Mortgage. We have a lot of good products here at Mortgages Meatballs. You can get yourself into any kind of real good loan. I mean, I wouldn't recommend you do that. In fact, I wouldn't even recommend you buy a house in this shitty market. Come on, guys. Like, the rates are in the sevens. I mean, why would you even want to do that to yourself? I said I'm going to shoot you straight. That's why I'm saying this. If you really want to get yourself into a loan, definitely don't go FHA. We all know the FHA loan is for someone who's not qualified to have a real mortgage. Don't tell anyone I said that. Fannie and Freddie will come after me. In fact, delete this after I'm done ranting. What you really want to do is get yourself in a conventional 30-year loan. Yeah, the cream of the crop. I mean, it's the American dream. 30 years to pay off your loan with a 7% rate like you'll get right now. You'll probably be paying that loan for like 50 to 60 years. And you know, you might not ever pay a thing off. I want you to know one thing. When you're shopping for a home, make sure you turn to Mortgage Meatballs, where every loan we close comes with a side of Marmy's Famous Meatballs. We're going to have a great fantasy football year this year, and if you do look for a house, and you are going to buy a house in this shitty market, turn to Meatballs Mortgage. And if you don't, you'll be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was quite... Wow. Yeah. We we are so very fortunate to have Meatball Mortgage with us. It's a dream come true for all of us. I don't know about you guys, but I have this sudden urge to drink some sweet tea, roll around in the mud, and dream of when the South will rise again. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, I've never been lucky enough to... uh, taste one of Marmy's meatballs but after that i think i'm going to hop on a plane to nashville and uh where is Marmy? is she in nashville i don't i i, I she's hanging I'm, out with the queen right now she's hanging uh, out with, okay <laughs> she's well, listen, a better listen. spot listen Marmy, meet... Marmy, Marmy was uh was our wonderful grandmother she awesome. she was the best awesome. yeah and, uh, she did she didn't mean to make a mean meatball that's that's she not really a lie did. right there and if you want to, if you want to taste one of those meatballs, man, check it out. I got suckered into seventeen, uh, seventeen loans. I got so many meatballs. You, you, your heart, your heart would be full of meatballs. Um, so, yeah, this scumbag got me suckered in because he is delicious, <laughs> just like the meatballs he uh, complimentary gives to uh, mortgages. Love it, love it. Well. If I can get a meatball without taking a mortgage out, that would be preferable. But th- but yeah, thank you again to Meatball Mortgage. We I mean, again, we we can't thank him enough for uh, for you know sponsoring this podcast and all the money that they've given us and you know free mortgages and free meatballs. It's, it's just amazing. So so th- thank you so much for that, guys. Uh, after all the action of week one, 
crazy matchups, close matchups, trades, everything going on. Uh, we got to get into week two, um, and we got some huge matchups. Let's start it off with two teams that are 1-0. Um, we got the Goff father, who just destroyed his brother last week in disgusting fashion. Then we got <laughs> Ram at home. Chris, uh, start with you, Mike, looking at this matchup. Anything? Uh, who do you like in this one? What's, who do you give the edge to here? Um, I don't know if I give the edge to anyone. I think Yahoo got it right. It's an absolute coin flip. Uh, Josh Allen gives Tony the edge at QB. Wide receiver matchups go to Tony. Uh, comps, running backs, and tight ends will help him close the gap. But Tony's flex and D will make this a very close matchup. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you either way. It's an absolute 50-50 coin flip. Well, I'm going to go Godfather in this one. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not go- good at math over here, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, Matt, why don't you take it from here? Because I need to think about this. Five, zero, 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 five. I think it means that Godfather has a 75%. I'm not really sure, but I that makes guy, sense. That makes sense. The guy he has that I like, and you know, you mentioned Cam Akers earlier, Aaron. He's got Daryl Henderson, who seems to be the lead dog there going against the Falcons. I like that matchup for him. I, I think he's uh he's a great play this week. I'm gonna give the slight edge to the Godfather, who uh, I understand has some slight relation to meatball mortgage, but I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. What do you think? You Aaron? just want those damn meatballs. Don't I you? sorry. I, just, <laughs> I can almost taste them now. Well, I mean, I think you guys have touched on a lot of great points here. This is tough. This is going to break up a friendship that has lasted mm. for quite some time. And <laughs> I don't want to see it happen. So I'm not going to make any bold predictions, but I'm going with Ram at home. So, 73 points to the Godfather, <laughs> 62. I know. That's, that's definitely a bold prediction here, but let's see it happen, fellas. Nice <laughs> match. I thought you were going to say, suck it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I do still want that belt back. So uh, I'm sorry, Tony, if I'm throwing you under the bus here. Next matchup, we got also two undefeated teams and, frankly, two teams that um, – you guys have just absolutely been trashing in this episode, and it's it's just appalling to me. But Patriot Games and Truffle Shuffle, two undefeated teams. Only one can be left standing. Mm. It's going to be mm. a new look Patriot Games. He's going to be trotting out trotting out his new stud, Najee Harris, taking on Truffle Shuffle. And, Maybe. Uh, <laughs> and possibly. And Truffle <laughs> Shuffle doesn't have any of their big waiver pickups in the lineup yet, but I, I think they're playing a coy right now. Um, uh, Yahoo likes Truffle Shuffle, giving him the edge here. I do too. I'm going to give him the edge here. Um, I just think Patrick Mahomes is, he's out for blood this year. He, he wants to prove a lot of people wrong. Going to be a high scoring matchup against the chargers. I, I think truffle shuffle goes two and oh, what do you guys yeah. think? Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's funny. Cause I didn't, I refuse to look at the details of this matchup. All I looked at was Joe and Gramps grabbed Noah Brown off waivers for $20. My prediction is that Noah Brown goes fucking off. And leads trouble shuffle <laughs> to victory in another weekly high score. Uh, but it, it, in a more serious note, Pat Mahomes, he's special, man. There, mm, he answered a lot so of special. questions this week. It's just one week, but he answered a lot of questions of what this guy could do without Tyreek Hill. And turns out it's the same old Pat Mahomes. 
Yeah, I mean, I do lean shuffle, shuffle as well. I, the only bit of his lineup that frightens me is, I mean, he's got Gasicki in there, and he didn't look, you know, too sharp in that week one. I I do have to say though, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow answered a lot of questions this past week, and he's special. All right, he is special. So, oh, you know. I'm going to go with Shuffle Shuffle on this one. <laughs> uh, next matchup, we got uh, another new look roster coming out here. Mike, Noah's daddy, taking on Ozzy, Socratic Seminar. Uh, looking at the lineup here, Mike, you don't have Brees Hall in there. You have Michael Carter. Interesting. I have nothing to say about that. You do you, boo. But, uh, but Aaron, I know you're going to be sticking you know, sticking needles in your uh, Mike doll, just, just you know, cursing him after last week's matchup hoping he loses this i'm sure but looking at it objectively how do you see this one shaking out juju no i will be very critical of this matchup i i'm interested on a few uh points here you know we have jeff wilson obviously the new pickup who knows what he's gonna do we've seen him in the past before i don't think he's blown the doors off of this backfield in the past. So uh, I will be watching that game very closely. It is against Seattle and I believe they're at home. So that does help uh, his causes right there. Even though if, if I had to guess, I think this is going to be a big Trey Lance and Debo running affair. Michael Carter starting over Brees Hall. I think that's a little bit interesting. I don't necessarily disagree, but as I probably should have done it for this podcast, I have to do a little bit more research. So I'm just going to move on to the next one. I mean, I love Ozzy's combo of Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown. I personally think that's one of the best stacks you could have in the game. I think you have a big bounce back from Mike Williams. Same with Derrick Henry, to be honest, even though he is going up against Buffalo. You can never count him out. I got to be honest, I do give the slight edge to Ozzy here, I think there are a couple of knowns with a Michael Carter and Jeff Wilson in Mike's lineup. So that's where I'm at. I'm sticking to it. Interesting. Uh, I'm not happy about that. But you know what? I'm 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 with you. I'm going to give the slight. And I'm sorry, Mike. I can already hear the tears. I am you know starting to shed over there. But don't don't listen. Don't apologize to me. I, apologize I have to, to Jesus. He's the one. Who said. <laughs> I have to give a slight edge to Ozzy. Yeah, I just. I like that, you know. I like the Eagles stack. Uh, I like a big, big uh, bounce back game this week from Mike Williams, the Chargers. Um, I, I just think he gets he gets a little bit of a slight edge here, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a close matchup. Uh, Mike, I don't want you to predict your own matchup because you obviously are completely full of yourself and you think you're going to win. But you know, any you know any any quick full, parting shots for Ozzy? As well. <laughs> any quick, uh, quick parting yeah. shots for him? Uh, I, I honestly, I think I'm gonna win this matchup, and it's not. No, even, it, it, yeah, I do. And it's <laughs> not even close. Did you just were you just gonna say that right there? It's, wow. it's, not, it's not even close. It's, it's actually not even close. The only area he wins in is one area, and that's gonna be AJ Brown versus Michael Carter. If in fact I decide to play Michael Carter, oh, cliff. But I win in okay. every single other matchup. Guaranteed. Okay. Okay. I respect Guaranteed. it. I that's respect a, that's it. That's a bold statement. 
from a not so bold man. <laughs> well, Calvin Ridley put seven and a half dollars on it. So, hey, there we go. I love it. Uh, moving down the list, we got uh, two teams looking for their first victory. Multiple scoregasms. John versus Eddie Royale with cheese. Danny. Now, I I I will caution you that as of today, Wednesday night, George Kittle is still in multiple scoregasms lineup. Didn't practice today, so there's some concerns there. But you can offset that by the fact that there's no quarterback yet in Danny's lineup. So we're kind of even right now, and I, I, I'm sure he'll put Carson Wentz in the lineup. Uh, but just looking at the matchup, I'll start. I um, yeah, I let's assume let's assume John takes George Kittle out of his lineup. You still have Kamara questionable, Mike Evans questionable, but he's always questionable. Um, but let's assume he he puts a tight end in there, and it's you know it's a fully rostered matchup. Um, I think I'm going to give the edge here to John. I, I like the Tampa Bay Bucks going into New Orleans, playing inside, playing in a dome, and kind of kind of like I said last week, and especially now with Dak out, just just too much Cowboys on Danny's roster for me. Zeke and uh, Dalton Schultz, I, I just want nothing to do with that right now. So I'm going to give John the edge here. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I do give the edge to Johnny. I hope I'm not watching a replay of Rocky Four and – uh, you know, screaming for Adrian over here and uh, <laughs> saying throwing the damn towel. But uh, yeah, too many Cowboys, man. To be honest, there's a lot of unknowns there. They were not good with Dak. The O line is in shambles, and so Dalton Schultz and Ezekiel Elliott right out the gate uh, frustrate me. And uh, I don't know why I'm getting frustrated. Why am I frustrated? I don't know. <laughs> but, but but they they do scare me if I'm Danny and you know DJ Moore. Going against the Giants, Baker Mayfield did not impress me that first game. Uh, hopefully he turns it around here, but it's another question mark. So I will give the slight advantage to Johnny on this one. Man, I want to be such a contrarian, but I can't. I got to agree with you guys. Um, yeah, Johnny gets the edge here. I think his team is just more consistent producers. And again, the biggest thing is... Danny and his Cowboys. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to give a little cheat sheet here, but I think it'd be a really good decision for Danny to replace Ezekiel Elliott with somebody on his bench that's playing against Houston. Um, his name is Melvin Gordon. I think that'd be uh, allow him to close the gap just a little bit more. Just take uh, over his roster, why don't you? What do you guys? You guys in cahoots mean, now? You got to get DJ Jesus. Moore out of there too. Robbie Anderson's the guy in Carolina. There you go. Uh, going down the list again, this is my matchup. I won't say too much about it. Pitts Creek, me versus Danny P. Uh, part bangers. I, I don't want to say anything that I'm going to regret if he beats me. So I just, you know, I just hope all the players stay healthy. And I just, you know, I wish Danny good health and a great matchup. What do you guys think about this one? Mike, why don't you start this one out? Uh, with Matt's matchup, there's not much to say, man. You're, you're going to start two and zero, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced of that. Uh, I'm upset Thank about you. it, but I uh, as you should be. Yeah, <laughs> this is I am, man. Because we're both going to be two and zero, going to have to look down hey. the pipeline and be like, hey, who's going to win? Yeah, you got this, man. Um, that's it. That's all I want to say. Oh, that's it. 
That's it? That's yeah. all you want to say? Hey, Matt, yeah. uh, well, you're going to go 2-0. You got this, man. Jesus. <laughs> do you want me to say more? I'll say more. Do you want me to say more? We just got I so much it. money from Meatball Mortgage, <laughs> and you, you expect us to throw it at you with that type of commentary? With, with 17 Christ. fucking meatballs I got to eat? I can't talk too much. <laughs> I got to fill my mouth with those meatballs, man. <laughs> I appreciate all of the kind words, Mike. I just, I just want to say, I, if you want to, I'll, please say more about me if you want to. But I, I appreciate everything you said, and I, I, I don't want to say that I agree until I actually beat him. But I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. You know what? Actually, you're gonna lose. Here we go. See, <laughs> see. I, I, I do give the slight advantage in, um, in all seriousness. I give the slight advantage to Harvey Predbangers. I. Really think that the Thursday night matchup is going to be a slugfest, very high scoring, and his kicker in Harrison Butker is going to go <laughs> off the charts. Oh, wait, like- wait a hold on, he's not playing this Thursday. Uh, you can disregard that. <laughs> Pitts Creek is going to run over this guy. So, whoa, whoa, whoa! What luck. about Keenan Allen, man? Big game for Keenan <laughs> Allen. <laughs> that's an, that's an, that, that, you're right. You're right. You're right. I bring it back. I think Harvey Predbiggers actually could overcome this because of the fact that Keenan Allen is going to be catching some dimes from Herbert. Wait a second. Her, oh, hold on. I just got, <laughs> my producer is telling me that Keenan Allen is not playing on Thursday night either. Holy schnopes. My Matt, you got this one in the bag. Best of luck. <laughs> I cannot wait to uh, toast to your 2-0 success. Why do I envision myself sitting here seven days from now trying to explain how I lost this, <laughs> this matchup? It just, this, <laughs> this is too much. It's too much. Um, last, last one on the list. Uh, we will go to Jean-Claude Van Ram versus Kelsey Handler. And, uh, I mean, if anyone needs a win. You know, mentally, it's Aaron. Holy shnikes. Uh, pins and needles doesn't even begin to describe it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we got, you know, two teams looking for their first win. And obviously, if they don't get it, you know, we still love you. Um, there's always Do we, though? Season. But uh, <laughs> that's a good question, Mike. Mike, you look at this matchup. You look at, you know, I would say, uh, you know, for... <laughs> I would say for Aaron's team, uh, definitely some guys looking for some bounce back performances. Um, look at Zane's team, and I, I look at the running backs and Josh Jacobs, who who you just trashed horrendously last week. I don't even want to get you started on that, but that Naheem Hines is your starting running backs. I, I, I'm giving the edge to Jean Claude Van Ram here. Um, I think he gets a big win, gets in the win column. What do you think, Mike? I, I mean, you'd be dumb not to, right? I think the only area that Kelsey Handler wins is quarterback. Um, other than that, John Claude Van Ram mm, destroyed every other every <laughs> other category. Uh, David Montgomery, actually, I take that back. David Montgomery is a bit of a question mark. <laughs> uh, actually, he's a he's not a bit of a question mark. He's just a fucking question mark. If it's not snowing. <laughs> That guy is Dunzos Bunzos, um, but look, <laughs> that kicker, that kicker that uh, that Aaron picked up, Young Way Koo. I think that's gonna. That's What's gonna, his name? Young Way Koo. Oh, okay. Young Ho. He's, he's, a, he's just, a real Koo oh, cat. Oh man, I, I just, just got like fucking canceled. <laughs> uh, Mr. You Koo. can't say you can't say Ho on a podcast. 
It's like that's, the first that's rule. what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I thought I that's was gonna... getting canceled for the queen statement, but you really took <laughs> yeah. the kick there. So <laughs> I did. God damn it. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. Uh, you, you got this, Aaron. And if you don't, <laughs> then go fuck yourself. You're. you're <laughs> I I actually I do like my chances. I've looked this matchup a few times now. Yes, you're not wrong that Montgomery is the wild card here, but you know what? He is not Cam Akers, who is not in my lineup this week. So oh, I'm yeah. looking, and I might swap out David Montgomery, but I do think his floor is at least safe, especially going up against Green Bay. I think he can give me some decent production, even if it is split between him and Herbert. So uh, Herbert? Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Khalil Herbert. So <laughs> yeah, I, I like my chances, but then again, I feel like I'm cursed. So uh, good luck, Zane. And if I have to lose somebody, it's somebody as beautiful as you are. Mm, mm, he is. Well, we did it again, guys. Another week in the books, week two. Uh, just want to say to the rest of the league, please keep making trades, crazy-ass trades, so we can talk about them. It's <laughs> a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, we'll be back next week, obviously. Uh, we got some some possibly some, some fun stuff coming up this weekend, Aaron. Any uh, parting shots for the league before we sign off? Yeah, uh, I don't know about you guys, but my cholesterol is sky high for this uh, uh, this uh, next week of fantasy football. Oh so boy. I hope you're all there with me. Uh, that's a weird statement, but I'm just going <laughs> to just keep moving on. I, I hope you all die, <laughs> just like I'm going to die soon. <laughs> no, I, I I am very excited for week two. I think it's been a fun uh, fun week in the books, and let's keep this going. We kind of talked about it earlier in the text thread, but we're going to try to do a Discord video chat on Sunday mornings. So if anybody's available and wants to jump on there and chat, that should be fun. Might be streaming some stuff. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. And I hope you guys all enjoy this one. Mike, do you have anything, any other parting words? Uh, listen, I, this is just a, a great time to connect with friends and family. Um, and Ike, put your shirt back on, man. God, <laughs> sorry, guys. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, shit. Uh, yeah, listen, love you all. And I'm, I'm open to making trades. That's obviously, obviously. God. Um, <laughs> well, guys, we, that was a great episode. Uh, just obviously subscribe, like, rate, review show your friends all that kind of stuff and most importantly visit meatballmortgage.com we'll talk to you next week party on